Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 499. That's it, 499. One more. Next week, next week, we'll be doing show number 500. That would be amazing, won't it? Wow. 8 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time here on the West Coast. Uh, Coming to you from that cab of my F-350, and off we go. There's Charles to doing this thing. Charles, why don't you just phone in yourself? Okay? Like, you've got the dashboard. Okay, I, I will go get stars going, but let's do the, the, the rant here. So what's going on in the CFL? We've had some amazing things. Winnipeg lost. Oh, my God, they didn't go 10-0. and BC is still winning 7-1, uh, and uh, but doing it in style. Uh, we'll see what happens. It keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Uh, what else is happening? We've got uh, fines. We've got uh, suspensions. We No, no suspensions. We've got injuries, season injuries. Enge- ending injuries we have uh, releases we have changes going on we got a reporter in Edmonton that's saying that if Edmonton doesn't beat Ottawa their fan base could collapse wow did you see that that was pretty fucking amazing anyhow so what's going on uh we had a full born today and it's uh you know we're we're a horse breeding farm and this is kind of what we do we get like 10 bulls a year it's a wonderful thing this one's dying so we're a bit of a panic trying to get them going and getting getting things going and the vets coming out and everything else so it's kind of stressful for me having to do this podcast right now even though i said we would do it because will couldn't do it last night and there's no thursday night football game so i said hey let's do it thursday night had no idea we were going to have a full born and then this thing goddamn will die on me so um i'm a little stressed out uh we've missed charles charles did not uh show up or he is showing up or something like that i don't know why he just he has the ability to just open up podcasting and call himself he can do that you know he can't he is he's smart enough to do that i'm going to call him right now oh i forgot to put him in the thing oh well it's going to ring i'm going to open up will's mic too right now because charles is going to come in and open hey charles yes hello charles how are you good how are you Doing okay. I'm kind of stressed out. Things are going on. I'm doing ranch stuff here when I'm trying to do a podcast. It's very difficult. Hey, so if you're coming in late to a show like this, do you mind opening up the dashboard and phoning yourself? Oh, sure. I could have done that. Sorry. I apologize. Yes, I should have done that. Next time I'll do that for sure. Yeah, that's right. So how are you doing now that you're late? I can't complain. Oh, that's good. Good. William, you think that's funny. What's what's going on with you? How are you doing? I'm I'm just fine. Is all I'm going to say. I'm fine. Well, we all have our issues. We all have our issues. I'm sure this is something you deal with because you have a because you have a horse farm, right? Yes, I know. So you know. It's a life and death thing, so, so I'm kind of like stressing about it. And it's also a lot of money, uh-huh. right? This, this horse is 
fifteen twenty thousand dollars to me and uh ah okay i want well, i wanted to live uh-huh regardless of how much money it's worth i'm sure you still want it to live anyways of course yeah right. yeah i'm not a fan right. of horses i do it for the money Right. You're right. I don't I, okay. I don't want any animal to die. I mean, if they're my dogs, I want to take care of my dogs. I take care of my dogs. I take care of my cats. I take things personal when somebody attacks something that's mine like this, and, you know, and I, and I don't want it to happen. So, yes, you're right. Right. There you go. I'm not a fan of any animal, to be honest with you. But yeah, I don't neither wish am I. Them to die. I don't wish them to die, so. No. So. I mean, I got banned from Facebook for 30 days, and what did I say? Fuck with are my dog and I'll kill you. Are you banned again? Jeez. No, 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 I have no no, I'm not. But I got banned like that was like four months ago, oh. three months ago. When I when I said that. Oh. I said, You fuck with my dogs and I'll kill you. And I meant it. Right. Okay. It's a, it's a true statement. Cool. I agree. Remind me not to fuck remind me not to fuck with your dogs. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really okay. simple. Don't do that, right? Whether you're a bear okay. or a neighbor, intruder or what, I don't care. Well, I get that. I get that. I feel the same way about my wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm there with my. I don't know. Well, uh, maybe. 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 You yeah, know, I, I did I tell you the story yeah. about my neighbor and his? Did I tell you the story about my neighbor and his chainsaw? No. One day I was out cutting a tree down. This is when I was down in Abbotsford, and the, the, I got my chainsaw stuck in the tree because I did something stupid, right? I know how to fall trees, and I did something stupid. Didn't use the proper wedge, or actually the wedge fell out, and the tree jammed my saw. So I needed another chainsaw. I only had one. So I went to the neighbor and asked him if I'd borrow his chainsaw, and he said, no. He said, I'd rather lend you my wife. Okay. And I went, mm. Okay. I really don't want your wife. I want a chainsaw. You know, and I and I never ever realized uh, how important how important chainsaws were in BC. But my yeah. my my brother, when he moved to BC, his wife worked for Avco Finance, and they got transferred to Port Alberni, BC, which oh, is yeah. not a very big which is not a very big place. But my brother. My brother got a job selling chainsaws. Okay, oh, he made a lot of money, and and he, and he said he did quite well. So, whatever. I didn't know that was a career, but he was only there for two years. Oh, yeah. But you know, he uh, sold chainsaws. So there you go. I own Pardon eight me? of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I I have a lot yeah. of chainsaws. And the, the biggest problem that people will have with chainsaws is they buy one chainsaw thinking that it will do everything. So you don't need a big saw. You don't need a little saw. Get a medium-sized saw. What an idiot mistake that is, okay? You need a big chainsaw, buy a big chainsaw. If you want a little chainsaw, there's buy different a little size. chainsaw, okay? There's different size chainsaws for a reason. Yes, there are. Okay, okay. Chef's knives, right? You don't, you don't just buy one knife. You buy a set of knives because there's a whole pile of different, whether it's a tomato knife or a, uh, a slicing knife or a carving knife or whatever. There's a, all sorts of different knives. It's the same thing with chainsaws. Okay, so I got to tell you a quick story. You'll cry. 
Okay, when I was you know, it's eleven years okay. when I was eleven years old, no. It's a chainsaw story. When I was eleven years okay. old, my parents we lived in a hundred and six year old house. Okay? There was an oak tree in front of our house that was also so hundred years old. Years, right. And my father decided he wanted to cut this thing down. So he climbed up he climbed up the tree with a six inch electric chainsaw. Okay? And he managed to cut he managed to cut the entire tree down. So we get down to Okay, we get down to eight feet of stump. And he's tired of doing this, so he gets this brilliant idea. So he backs his pickup truck to the stump, and he wraps a chain around his bumper and his pickup truck, or the the bumper in the tree. And I'm standing there, 11 years old, and my old Italian neighborhood, his Italian neighbor, his name was Frank. He was like 73 years old. He comes over here, over to me, puts his arm around me and says, Hey, Willie, you better come with me. <laughs> and he walks me over across the sidewalk in front of his house. And my dad gets in, the, gets in his truck, steps on the gas, flies out, of the, flies out of the yard. The next thing you know, the bumper goes flying across the yard and bounces off the stump of the tree. So basically, Frank saved my life, okay? Because it would have killed thing. me. It would have killed me. So, anyways, so my father, so the last time I was in Winnipeg, I drove by my parents' old house. That six feet of stump is still there. <laughs> That's almost gone. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Let's, uh, let's talk some football now. You want to do that? Sure. Let's. We had, okay. we had four games last week. The first one was fairly exciting. No, it wasn't. It was fairly boring, but that's beside the point. We had the Montreal Alouettes coming to Winnipeg <coughs> to play the Blue Bombers. And tell me right now, who did not enjoy this game? We all enjoyed this game. This was a great game. Okay? Why? What happened in this game, Charles, that was so wonderful? The Bombers lost. The Bombers lost. Oh, my God, how did that happen? Aren't, aren't they like the, the plethora, I mean, the, the just perpetual team here? Weren't they supposed to go 18-0? and 0? They were like they were doing it in such style and wisdom, and everything about them was just amazing. According to their fans, they were the, the best CFL team ever, ever. And what happened? Yep. They lost. They lost. And to to Montreal, they lost to an Eastern team. That's so embarrassing. The only team that's lost to an Eastern team, besides other Eastern teams, is Saskatchewan. So Saskatchewan and Winnipeg are like sort of the same type of team, aren't they? The fan bases are very similar. Even Edmonton hasn't lost to the East. I know. They're they're 2-0 against the Eastern Division. 2-0. I love it. This is just fucking amazing. So, anyhow, I watched the entire game. It, I, I can't say as it was exciting. I can't say anything about it. Um, 
Winnipeg played like shit. They play, they're playing like shit all season. Contrary to what everybody wants to believe, they're not that good a team. They just find ways. They're playing teams that are worse than them. That's the only thing. They're not a good team, but they're winning. And, you know, the only two times that they actually played well, or three times, was when they played two games against Calgary, one against BC. Other than that, they didn't show up to play football until the fourth quarter. And when you when you do that time and time again, you're going to get burned. And this time they got burned. And who are they blaming it on? The kicker. Oh, they're ready to run him out of town. Will, is it the kicker's fault? They lost? Uh, um, Come on, you can tell the truth. I know your opinion of kickers. You hate them. Oh, oh, okay. So, so understand this. Tonight's show is gonna be a. It's gonna be many firsts for this show. Okay. The first thing is, after this show, I am not gonna ever talk about kickers again because the proof is in the pudding. I've gone on. And on and on and on and on and on about how they should they should ban kickers for life. Okay, and sure enough, last week miss a twenty-yard field goal, then miss a twenty-yard field goal, then miss a thirty-yard field goal. Your only job, your only job, is to kick that ball through the uprights. And you can't even do it from 20 yards. You should be screwed, glued, and tattooed, and you shouldn't have a job. But he does. And how can? Okay. And how can record-wise, and I'm just saying record-wise, the best team in the CFL have a shitty kicker? Okay. Can I can I help you here for a second? Sure. You do know that, that Mark Leggio, and that's his name, <laughs> Leggio, yes. how ironic, right? Um, yes. He actually he received uh, accolades this week for being the best punter in the CFL. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. he is the best punter in the CFL. He just shouldn't be place kicking. And he okay. knows this. But Wade no, Miller, no. Wade Miller he's the other guy, be... Kyle Walters, is too cheap to hire a second kicker. There should not be kickers in the CFL. Hunters or field goals. They should be banned for well, life. We or, know this. Or if I, you're I, gonna, I understand or what you're saying. If you're going to insist on kickers, then let the third-string quarterback be your kicker. Let the water boy be your kicker. Let the seventh offensive lineman on your team be the kicker. Don't hire a guy for a position separate, and that's all he does is kick, because they aren't very good at it. Yeah. I, I remember when BC had a, uh, a receiver that was their kicker. Do you remember that, Charles? Yeah, Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson. Became a firefighter. Yep. 
I remember when BC had Nakashimi Kashimasha or whatever his name was as a kicker. Oh, he shut was horrible. up. Oh, you're just fucking. Okay. You want me to hang up, just kind of like do a Phil Miller here? He was awful. He was awful. It was okay. awful. But I bet you, in his defense, he could count to 12. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to That's this football just for you, game. Phil. This is the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Charles, what did what did you take yep. from this game? Did you think Winnipeg played a great game? They got beat. Did, did Montreal play an exceptionally good game? Um, yeah. I don't particularly say that either one of them played very good. Montreal was slightly better than the other, and their field goal kicker could make a field goal. Thing is, I'm not going to blame the field goal kicker here. When you're Winnipeg undefeated against Montreal, you should never be in that spot in the first place. You should be able to run away with that game. That game shouldn't have been even remotely close at that point. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to put all the blame on the kicker because they put themselves in that uh, situation uh, right from the very get-go, to be honest. So to put all the blame on the kicker just simply isn't – isn't exactly fair. I mean, well, the Bombers' right. offense, no, the Bombers' right offense generated only two touchdowns against this team, against a team that's very middle of the road. I mean, that's not exactly throwing. They didn't have the finish. And they turned the ball over too many times, I think. I, am, I think they turned the ball over four times in this game, did they not? They did. Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. so there's offside, the problem. Defensive line offside penalty when they had uh, Montreal beat on third down and they got called on, on offside because the, the hand was over tight top of that white. Yeah, massive stupid mistakes punch. like that. How, how a defensive line gets called offside when you're on the goal line? There was a foot over the line and there was a hand over the line. What the fuck? Can you not just look you legit- down? Yeah, you legitimately have a line to tell you where to put your hand, and you still screw it up. I That's ridiculous. No, I, dumb. I, I, would, I would release anybody that got, did that. I would release them. I don't care who yeah, they are. I would release them. Because there's yeah. no excuse for that. That's just complete act of stupidity. Yep, no. I just, Winnipeg just continuously shot themselves in the foot in this game. And for once, it came back to haunt them. Yes, it did. And you knew that would eventually happen. Yeah. So this game was, it was tied, if I'm correct. And then Winnipeg went to kick the winning field goal. No. And he missed it. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, No, he's right at the end of the game, yeah. Yeah, in regular time, yeah. And he, he missed it. And then he, yeah. they go into overtime, and Montreal is unsuccessful at scoring, so they kick a field goal. Winnipeg comes back and is unsuccessful at scoring, so they go to kick a field goal, and the kicker misses again. He hits the upright. But be, before the upright. that, before that, before that, the biggest mistake of the game happened, and what was that? Well, the offside is the goal line. No, before, after that, in overtime. Uh, no idea. I'm not sure. No. Mike O'Shea challenges 
on a fishing expedition for a pass interference call. And what does that do? That wastes five minutes of time, and he lets the field goal kicker sit there and stew about yeah, what he iced it. Now, that he iced his own kicker. Yeah. You want that kicker to go out there and not think about it, boot the ball through the uprights and be done. He's not, you know, you, the, the one thing that everybody says is you have to forget your last play, okay? You have to let, wipe it off out of your mind and move forward, okay? Everybody says that, whether it's a quarterback with an interception, a kick, a missed field goal, whatever the play is, what, you know, the linebacker missed the tackle, a kick returner goes the distance, whatever. Whoever fucks up, you have to wipe that play from your mind, and move forward. The next play is the only one important, right? How yep, do you do correct. that? How do you do that when you know that you're, you have to go out and kick the ball and your coach just throws a challenge flag and you sit there and all you do is yeah, think about yeah, your but, missed field goal yeah, but, and your last yeah, but, play? Yeah but, yeah, but Christopher, it was a 20-fucking-yard field goal. Uh, 32. He should do that in his sleep. Agreed. I know that. But all they did was stress him out, and it wasn't fair. Now, I'm I'm not defending the kicker in any way, shape, or form, but we all know that that kickers are not as – it's more cerebral than it is anything – it's physical in the concept of things, right? It's a mental position, and sometimes they're just mental. And this guy lost his mind, and he sat there and brewed on this the whole time that that challenge was happening. And then he got out there, and all he was saying is, I missed the last one. What if I miss this one? I missed the last one. What if I miss this one? Oh, my God, what happens if I miss this? What happens if I miss it? And what did he do? He puts the ball up, hits the fucking upright, and loses the game. Montreal wins. Winnipeg loses their first game of the season. And everybody wants to dump manure in his yard. Oh, no, those are Ryder fans. Uh, am I wrong here? Is this not Michael Shea's fault? No. 100%? Michael Shea didn't stretch him to take the field goal. So, no, it's not. I'm not going to say it's his fault, but he didn't help matters, heavy. He should have known mean, better. You know, but no, no, to my, in my mind, it's the people who are up in the booth. Why did they tell him that he should that he should challenge that call? I don't think they did. Why did they tell him that? I, okay. I don't think they did. I think he was on a fishing expedition. It was a coach's challenge, and he just went off there hoping that they, there was something there that wasn't. Yeah, no one who saw that would have advised him to challenge that. Nobody. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't he think anyway. Yippee shit. Yippee shit. He lost one game. No big deal. It, 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 isn't one, it isn't a big deal. I really don't care. Every team in this league has lost a game. Okay? That doesn't, it doesn't mean that Winnipeg's season is over by any means. They still have – there's no. still a 500, more than 500 football on the season, on the year. Well, the but here's, year. My, here's my question. Here's my question. I don't think the game should have even been close because what is Montreal's current record? Two and uh, two and seven, two and six. 
to to okay. So here's my question: Why does Montreal even attempt to kick field goals or or punt? Because they got nothing to lose at this point in their season. Sorry, three and six. Three. Well, now they got nothing to lose. No, throw the fucking ball two, down the field. They were two and six before that. Throw the ball down the field, jeez. Because they got anyway, Trevor Harris as a quarterback, and you know. that's just me. Go ahead. Let's yeah. talk about. Okay, so let's So the final score was. Do we want to? Do you do you want to talk about the game in any way, shape, or form here, Will? No. The game. The game. The game sucked. It was a bunch of missed opportunities by many people. I thought, I thought Winnipeg had four turnovers, and once again, the problem with teams that play Winnipeg is they still get the turnovers. Calgary's a perfect example, but they do not score points off them. And then, and then Winnipeg just, and then Winnipeg just hangs around, and they hang around, and they hang around, and they win. Well, they made yeah. too many mistakes to win. Okay, it's that simple. And they were due for a loss. So, you know, what can I say? But that's all I need to say about that game. Okay. So, and Charles, you're good on it? We talked enough? We oh, yeah. Continue? Yep. Okay, so final score was Montreal 20, Winnipeg 17. Three points different. That's the overtime field goal for Montreal. Uh, total score was 46 points. No, sorry, 37 points. Uh, Charles, you went with 46. You got. You actually picked Winnipeg to win. You got 24 points. Will, you picked Montreal to win. You're like a football god for this one, okay? Uh, you got 118 points. CJ took Winnipeg. Rudy took Winnipeg. Uh, I got 32. Rudy got 26. It was just not that happening. Uh, we move on now to the Toronto-Hamilton game. This was Friday night football. And the Argos, who uh, were playing pretty decent football in comparison to Hamilton, because Hamilton was playing terrible football, uh, and they're playing each other, what, like four times in five weeks or something like that? Like, who designed this fucking schedule this year needs to be shot? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. BC has gone through. BC has gone through three buys, or or soon to be three buys. Two buys, but the third one's yet. coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's just, like stupid. <clears throat> okay, so um, Toronto and Hamilton. Big thing happened in here. Andrew Harris gets injured. He's out. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson plays his usual mediocre game. Uh, Dane Evans wasn't he? He wasn't playing much. Didn't they have like Matt Schilt splits or something in there? Or he didn't he, play at all. He's injured. Him? Oh, he's injured. Matt okay. Schlitz. Okay. Matt Schlitz was was playing in in as quarterback, and uh, things went the way they they went. What do you think, Nick, Charles? Well, really, Hamilton got kind of fortunate on this one because Schlitz actually went down with an injury, and uh, they had to take him out of the game for a while. They brought in a guy named Jamie Newman, 
who's basically a rookie from Wake Forest. And, boy, I was terrified every time this guy tried to throw the ball because you never knew where it was going to go. He actually ended up completing both of his pass attempts for four yards. But other than that, all he could do was run. Uh, but he was able to keep the um, Ticat in the game. And they were able to overcome it because the uh, Argos had the lead for quite a bit of this game. They were up uh, 21-14 at halftime. In fact, they were up going into the fourth quarter. And then the Argos just collapsed. The uh, Ticats kind of came to life. And they outscored the Argos 17-3 to in the fourth quarter and pulled away and pulled the victory out. Uh, this was kind of an opposite of what had been happening to the Ticats earlier this year where they would have a lead and then just kind of pissed it away in the last quarter. They did the opposite to the Argos, where the Argos led for most of this game uh, and then fell apart in the fourth quarter and Hamilton overtook them. Uh, The Argos were better offensively in most categories. Didn't matter in this one, though, because um, they just, uh, the fourth quarter was their demise and the, uh, once Matt Schlitz came back in, engineered a couple touchdown drives and, uh, that was that. Uh, nice big run by uh, Sean Thomas Erlington uh, for a touchdown that put the Ticats in the lead uh, to stay. So a good comeback to the Ticats, maybe some karma from some of the uh, leads they lost earlier this season. And uh, the Argos, they're still technically in first place, but they've run into some big injury problems. They might be in for a bit of a rough ride down the, uh, down the road here. Yes, 100% agree there. William, talk football. <clears throat> well, I hate to disappoint you fellows, but I had company over on Friday night, and I did not watch that game at all, and I never did get a chance to watch it. And really? once again, the reason I didn't push watching it, watching it is because I'll get to see the same game two more times in the next two weeks. So, who cares? Yeah. That's our comment. You need to watch those who ones cares? live. Who cares? Yeah. So, I didn't get a chance to watch it. This Sorry. schedule is okay. awful. Yeah, it is. It is, it is very really, terrible. It, I, the schedule is just, I, I, it's, it's horrendous. So It was an interesting football game. It wasn't high quality. It was a high scoring. Their defenses were not outstanding. It just kind of was a football game. And I know Hamilton fans thought it was an ex- awesome game because they finally won some, and that's okay. But they beat an Eastern team, so that's, you know, not showing a whole lot. Uh, yeah, it's just, it was a battle of an e- two Eastern teams. And we had the Toronto... Argonauts finished up with 27 points. Hamilton Tiger Cats at 34, a full touchdown up on them. But, you know, it's one of these things that if you look at this, that three out of the four games, three out of the four games this week were, were the final score was less than a, uh, you know, one score apart. And it's been like that a lot of the season. Very few games have been absolute blowouts. So, Final score, like I said, 34-27, total 61 points. Uh, Hamilton was victorious on this. Charles, you took Toronto. Uh, you're, you're 40. You got uh, zero points in this game, period. William, you took Hamilton. You got 
128 points. That's awesome. CJ picked 62 points on or 60 points on Toronto. I got a score of 40. I didn't get that 100. And Rudy again took Toronto, so he got zeros there. So he got 34 points. So this is neither one of these so far. Three wheels two and two, and we're zero and two. Everybody else is zero and two. So you know when Will goes off the board, off the charts, and we laugh at him when he's picking the other team, uh, it's paying off for him this week. That's a, just a yeah. Guess, so man. far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. But, except yeah, the next game, sure. he picked he picked Calgary. Um. So the next game was the BC Lions went into McMahon Stadium in Calgary to play the Stampeders. And this was a game where I thought I, you know, I'm pretty sure my wife called me Will McDonald. I, I, I'm pretty sure she did. And because I was yelling at the TV screen, I wanted to throw things. Everything was going wrong. And I just couldn't stand it. I just, oh, oh, this is great. This is great, BC. Oh, oh kickoff return. Holy fuck. They scored. It was it was back and forth and back and forth and BC special teams absolutely sucked. Their offense was amazing. Nathan Rourke sets another uh, passing record for most uh, Canadian quarterback. It has broke his previous record, which broke his previous record. So he's broke the record three times this year already, or yeah, three times already this year. And uh, it was just a. a a hard-fought game of football that went back and forth. I thought for sure Calgary had won this one, and it came down to a kicker. A kicker on the last play of the game. A kicker won the game. Like, he was a hero. Did you believe that, Will? A third, kicker third, was a hero. Third, third last play of the game, sorry. Third Fourth last play, play of the game. game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and that's right. And then BC Lions kicked it off. Kicked it off to Calgary. Actually, it was the second last play of the game. Because BC yeah, turned around the and kicked off the ball to Calgary. And then yeah. Calgary turned around and kicked it back into BC. And everybody's going, why did he do that? Because <laughs> um, it was kind of an onside kick. Unless BC touched the ball and fumbled it, then anybody could get it. I uh, So, yeah, it was a great play. It was kind of exciting. I thought we had won. And then all of a sudden, the kickoff got kicked back. And it went, oh, shit, I forgot about that. And then uh, we won anyhow. So I was pretty excited about it. So, anyhow, it, to me, it was a good game. It was hard fought. Uh, Calgary can hold their head up. They didn't, they didn't disgrace themselves. BC wasn't absolutely amazing, although they had some phenomenal offense. Uh, good defense, but their special teams just absolutely sucked. How many points on special teams got scored? It was massive. Okay. Will, you're going to talk about this. You were at the game. I'll let you go. No, first. you know what? You know what? Let Charles go next because I got something big to say after all of this. Go ahead, Charles. All right. Well, I mean, this was a roller coaster of emotions right from the get go. Uh, the uh, Stampeders, uh, they got off to that fast start. It looked like it was going to be a long night. Honestly, the first bit of this game started to look a lot like the game against Winnipeg, honestly, because yeah. um, the the Lions didn't have an answer. Uh, they were turning the ball over. The Calgary's offense seemed to be uh, moving the ball at will. The, the Stampeders were getting big kick returns. And it looked like it could be a, another long night. And then all of a sudden, 
Uh, it was like a, a light switch. Uh, Nathan Rourke hits uh, Dominic Rhymes for a 30-yard touchdown, and that started the turn. Uh, it wasn't a completely smooth start. The Lions get within, I think it was three points, and then the uh, four points, actually, and then the Stampeders return the kick for a touchdown and really take the momentum away from the Lions after uh, uh, they were really battling back. And you thought maybe at that point uh, that's going to be the nail, that's going to be the uh, the killer and so on. But you got to give it again to Nathan Rourke. Uh, just the composure he has, this guy does not get rattled. And he stood in there and just kept in I mean, and he made some really gutsy throws in that comeback. That, that one pass to Brian Burnham, who was basically in double coverage on, I think, a third and nine. There was another similar one to Lucky, Light, Lucky Whitehead, where he was covered well, but he still, he, he just, he's such a pinpoint passer. He just drills it in there, and he throws the ball to where only his receiver can get it. And that's uh, very key. He did throw the two interceptions early in the game. The first one I'm going to blame him for, it was a bad throw. He overthrew his receiver. The second one, the one in return for a touchdown, I don't blame him on. I'm sorry, but I blame Javon Katoy on that because for whatever reason, he stopped running. He was running his route, and then he completely paused. I don't know why. If he'd have kept running he would have been right where the ball went. But for some reason, he slowed right up, and the only guy there was the Calgary defender. So I don't know why he slowed down. Other than that, he had a strong game as well. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit where credit was due. And I know the, the uh, Stampeders or the Lions offense in the first half gave up a lot of points. I think they made amends for that afterwards, holding Calgary to just 10 points in the second half. So, um, yeah, a very... Um, an exciting game. I think the best game in the CFL this year. And the Lions, you got to give them credit for coming back to win. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on anything there. I will explain what happened to Jovan Katoy if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, he was okay. running his route, and the Calgary Stampeder player was in front of his route. And if he continued mm-hmm. to run it, he would have ran into him, and it would have been offensive pass interference, which I would rather have taken a uh, better than a pick six call than a pick six. Okay, but that's why he stopped his route is because he was going to run into him and he was Mm. hoping that Nathan Rourke had seen that and would have thrown back. Mm. But instead, Nathan Rourke threw it where he thought the the play was going to go and it was right into the Mm. hands of the receiver or the defender. And that's what happened. And yes, I I don't know who you want to blame on that one. Did uh, Nathan Rourke not see what was unfolding on the play? Or did Javon Katoy, you know, he should have taken the penalty. Like, run right into him, knock the ball down, do whatever you have to do. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That That's kind of what happened to that. And there was something else that I wanted to talk about that you had said just before that. I don't know what it was. Oh, uh, he, Nathan Rourke brought a whole new meaning to the term threading the needle because literally he put that he put that ball in the eye of a needle for brian burnham to catch it it was absolutely amazing what what he did now i know i i know and i'm going to give will the opportunity here to talk next because he has something big and monumental to say about it but do you remember 
Do you remember last week's show when Will said that if BC beats uh, Calgary, that he is going to agree with us for the rest of the season? Anything we say about Nathan Rourke? Do you remember that? He did. He did say that, yes. Okay, I'm going to say that Nathan Rourke's the best quarterback in the CFL right now. Okay, I'm going to to pass this one off to Will. And what do you got to say, buddy? Well, okay. So, you guys both realize that I'm a football fan, right? Yes. I guess you guys both realize that by now. Okay. Probably the biggest football fan here, but that's okay. That was that was the best game of the year. Okay? Yeah. Agreed. I think so. Absolutely best game of the year. I did not enjoy that game at all. <laughs> Sorry. Because any part of no, it or just the ending? Because no no why? any part of it. Any part of it. Because it was the most stressful experience I've had in a long time. Okay. On top of that, I sit on the east side of McMahon Stadium and fuck man, it was like forty, okay? And I've never been that hot in my life. I spent I spent thirty bucks on water for fuck's sake, okay? And you um, never buy anything at the games. That is correct, but you have to stay hydrated or I would have died. I'm an old man, Charles. Yep. Okay. Um, I I didn't enjoy that game at all because I I guess the biggest reason is because Calgary lost. I didn't know why they kept (laughs) Bo Levi Mitchell in there because he was throwing fucking ducks all night long. He was. I, I I think BC should be ashamed because they let the offense actually score some points on them. Okay? So their defense needs some shoring up. And the reason, the one thing I noticed that I haven't noticed on TV, but I noticed live at McMahon Stadium, Nathan Rourke fucking whistles that ball in there. Oh, he does. Every every single every single pass is hard. Okay, every ball Sometimes he throws is hard. My favorite my favorite pass of the night was he threw a pass at Katoy, and before Katoy could even raise his hands, the pass hit him right in the face mask and bounced off. Okay. I thought that was hilarious. Okay. I mean, it was only it was only like a seven yard out or something like that, but his hands didn't go up fast enough and he zinged that ball in, hit him right in the face mask. And it fell to the ground. So um so fortunately it fell to the ground. Pardon me? Luckily Fortunately it fell to the ground. So so yeah, but it was going too hard to go anywhere else, okay? So Yeah. You know what? Nathan Rourke is the best quarterback in the CFL and I don't see anybody beating him out this year because the CFL doesn't have any quarterbacks. <laughs> um, but, so, I got to figure out, and I think I figured out how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to start enjoying football again, even when Calgary loses. I've decided to become Switzerland. Oh, so you're going to be neutral. 
Do you know what that means? You don't care who I'm going to be neutral. I'm going to be neutral. And I, and I, and I think it's going to bring more to the podcast. If I talk about every team. Okay. That's what I think. Because let's face it. One of the things, one of the things that we lack on this show is team representation. Okay. Because nobody, nobody is that interested in, Anything but their own team. That's not right? true. And we can't. I, 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 I think I bring a lot to the to the table in that. Well, I, no, no, I, no, but I talk but, about every. But you team. are, but you, but you are a BC Lions expert, and so is Charles. Okay. There's no yeah, doubt about that. Argue that. You know more. There, you know more about the BC Lions than anybody else. Okay, so I'm I'm oh. going to make it my goal. I'm going to make it my goal to learn more about all of the teams. Because I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore because I'd like to go back and start enjoying football again. And it was not enjoyable. And, and it's going to be easy for me to not be a Calgary Stampeder fan if they keep on starting Bo Levi Mitchell, okay? Because okay. it's only, it's it's only going to go new. to a certain point. What's something new? That you're 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 not enjoying Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, 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 no. I knew this would come up. Okay, Christopher Jones is jealous of any quarterback who wins Grey Cups, regardless of how no, talented no, or not talented not. they are. Yes, yes. You, Am I jealous always, of Zach Caleros? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm a fan always, of Zach Caleros. You've always torn apart Anthony Calvillo. You've always torn apart Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell does not. He's, he's obviously injured because he cannot throw the ball. He cannot throw the ball at all. Okay? I so, don't think Calgary Stampeders have the football team that they did three or four or five years ago. Well, I do not think the entire don't. team of is, course is they don't. right. But it, it doesn't matter what kind of it doesn't matter what kind of football team you have if your quarterback can't throw the fucking ball. It can't throw the fucking ball, and he is not throwing that ball with any velocity whatsoever. He is scared. And there's there. there, there's something wrong. And yes, he is absolutely. I think I think he's scared of getting hurt again. Yes. And I'm only, not convinced that he's fully thing, recovered. Uh, he's not fully recovered. The only lucky thing for Calgary is his contract is up at the end of the year. Well, you can release him at any time. Well, you can, but they're not going to do that because they have nobody to replace him right now. What about Mayor? Jake Mayer. Jake Mayer some, uh, yeah. Yeah, playing guys, time. I knew you guys were going to bring that up to three games, 300 yards each game, lost two of them. It's only – there's one thing that matters, and it's the win. Yeah, but – okay, At least try. Get some time in the well, saddle. Yeah, but, yeah, but you guys got to understand something, and I, and I, I have inside scoops. Apparently, Bo Levi Mitchell does not take any reps in practice. It's all Jake Mayer and the other guy. And the reason he shouldn't be playing. Is, the reason behind that is because he's injured, 
And but obviously Jake Mayer has showed nothing in practice to warrant a start. That's all I'm saying. And I yeah, so there you go. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Switzerland from now on. Go schooners go. So, BC Lions win this game on the second to last play, a field goal. They score this to jump ahead of the Calgary Stampeders by one point. 41 to 40. It was 81 points total score in this game. Nobody even came fucking close. Nobody even got any score for the differential here. Charles and CJ both picked BC. Will and Rudy both picked Calgary. That was your first loss of the of the week, Will. Wow. Okay. So the next game, the doubleheader on Saturday night saw the Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Edmonton to play the Eskimos. Now the Eskimos have been undefeated, or sorry, have been defeated in every home game for the last three years. It's been 196 days that they haven't won a home game. Yes, it dates back to 2018. Okay? They have not won a home game. And they they figured they were going to win this, beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here, and they did not show up. They didn't. And they did not show up. Wow. They just honestly did not show up. Wow. Uh, they haven't won a – they didn't win a uh, home game this year yet. They didn't win a home game last year, and they didn't win a home game in 2019. Wow. That's terrible. Their fans are not happy with them. In fact, there is a Edmonton reporter. I think he's the T- TSN play-by-play guy in Edmonton on the radio. And he said that if Edmonton does not defeat the Ottawa Red Blacks at home in two weeks or two weeks or three weeks, that the entire fan base will collapse. He's predicting that the majority of the season ticket holders will just stay home. I tend to not believe that, but. I I would think, you know, and I've always said Edmonton had great fans. And, oh, by the way, they have not won a home game since the name change. Huh, that's true. Okay. And a lot of people are blaming it on the name change. They've been cursed. And they believe that there's a curse in place on the Edmonton football team that they cannot win until their name gets changed back to the Eskimos. I, I think this is funny as hell because they just keep going on and on about this. It's over. Get on, get, move on with yourself, right? But there's so many people that have just absolutely walked away from this football team for various reasons. One of them is the name change. And this football game was just terrible. The best part of this football game is watching the expression on Chris Jones' face and watch him shake his head in total and utter disbelief about what the fuck is happening on the field with his football team. 
Just to correct. Yes? Yeah. Uh, They did win a home game in 2019. Their last home win was October 12, 2019. Okay. So So almost three years. That's 100 100 and some odd, 1,000 and and some odd games ago or days ago. Yes. So it was in, in, yeah, it was in 2019. But it yeah, was, we're coming up on three years. Their name changed because they named their name changed during the COVID year off. They were yep. the Eskimos in 2019, right? That's right. Yep. But okay, the Elks so, haven't won yeah. at home. The Elks have not won a game at home. Wow. But I, I just love watching Chris Jones now. I, I'm I'm kind of a fan of Chris Jones. I believe in him. I believe he's a great coach. I believe that he is going to turn this team around and become a dominant force in the CFL. I just don't expect it to happen time. Really, it really quickly. Uh, I don't know if the management's going to give him that much time. I think the fans might lynch him. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Charles, you watched this game. I know you did. I did, and yeah, it was. Um, it uh, was geez, the Eskimos cannot. Or the sorry, the Eskimos. The Eskimos can win at home. The Elks, on the other hand, uh, yeah, they just can't win. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't see them winning anything with Taylor Cornelius as their quarterback. I just don't nope. think the guy is the guy is not a starting quarterback in the CFL. Why they haven't gone out and found something, anything, is still a mystery to me because, quite frankly, they're just not going to beat anyone. When this guy's not good enough. Uh, he wasn't good enough last year. I thought they would have gotten rid of him last year and found a different quarterback. They tried Arbuckle. That didn't do anything. But I honestly would still be playing Arbuckle over – well, he's not there anymore. They can't play him anymore. No. But they, they have no. nobody else? I guess they really don't because – Quite frankly, well, uh, the other guy, the Canadian guy, I, I, Trey Ford, is out. Yeah, yes. but he's close to coming back, too, so. Well, maybe yeah, he can do first. something, because Taylor Cornelius isn't going to do anything. They got no the running back now, back. because James Wilder's out. For the season. The 10 minutes I've seen of Trey Ford, he was quite good, so. Yes, but that's all he really lasted, so, yes. And the thing is, they've got some good receivers on their team. Kenny Lawler, Manny Arsenal, yes, Darrell Walker. But if they don't have a competent quarterback to get them the ball, you can have the most com- you can have the greatest quarterback uh, or the greatest receiving receiver. core in history. If you don't have if you don't have a good quarterback, it doesn't matter. No. no. And yeah, what so the they, fuck yeah. is going on with this Duran Carter experiment? Can we get I don't know. can we get past that, please? Hush. That was such a waste. I mean, I don't know why they waste. I, yeah. I'm just looking to see if he even uh, had any. He had literally no uh, stats. I don't even think he played the other game. Did he? I. I just don't understand. I don't see his name on the. I, I don't see what. Yeah, it's a Chris Jones thing. He, he apparently is in love with Deron Carter because he brings him everywhere, but he does nothing for him. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's really weird. It's, it, it is weird. It, it's like freaky weird. Uh, Daron Carter. Let's go down the I don't even see his name is. listed on the stat sheet. He's not on the stat sheet because he did not. I'm just going to put this. I'm just going to put this out there. There is a rumor out there that Daron Carter caught Chris Jones fucking a goat. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why he's still on the team, okay? It's just a rumor. I'm not going to say anything. It's just a rumor, okay? One that you started? (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite line. Sorry, guys. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It's a possibility, but... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not holding a lot of faith on that one, my friend. Sorry. Uh, well, what do you think of this game? You hate both teams. Do you, uh, is there any sympathy right now for the Edmonton Eskimos? You, you know what? I, I. I mean, I understand, guys. This game was right after the Calgary game, and I think I probably had sunstroke. I was exhausted, but I did come home and sit in front of the TV. And I started watch. I watched the game for I'm going to say 25 minutes, and it was absolute shit. Sorry, because I hate whenever Saskatchewan wins, and I hate, despite him being horrible, when Cody Fajardo gets praise. Okay, because he's not a good quarterback. He's he's kind of you know what. You know what, Charles? I, I, I look at Cody Fajardo the same way as you look at the guy in Edmonton. He's not a starting quarterback in the CFL. Okay? Um, he's not very good because his first instinct is always to run. And I know that's not a good quarterback because he hasn't learned how to read defenses. So, yeah, I watched – I watched. I'm going to say I watched till almost halftime. It didn't impress mm-hmm. me, so I turned it off. And, and I don't – you know, it's funny because because our buddy Rudy said something the other day that kind of that kind of hit a nerve with me, or not in a nerve. This could be one of the first times that uh, that there's a crossover with a team that could go all the way. Yeah, I agree. It could, Edmonton, it could be Edmonton or Saskatchewan. Yeah, so okay. I don't but disagree. Teams need a quarterback. Okay. What was that? So here, I, I, I said, but they both need quarterbacks. Right. It, neither one of them really has a quarterback. But it, no, it's no one in the East does either. No, I understand that. I understand that. Okay, so here's the what? scary shit about this whole thing, guys. Okay, I want you to listen to this. Yeah. The stats for Cody Fajardo and Cornelius Taylor are identical. Okay? Taylor is actually a bit better. Taylor Cornelius is a little bit better. Cody Fajardo had 11 attempts, or sorry, 11 completions on 20 attempts. Cornelius was 13 uh, completions on 23 attempts. Cody Fajardo had 55% completion ratio. And Cornelius was 56. 130 yards compared to 209 yards. 
one touchdown, one interception, zero touchdowns, one interception, 34-yard longest, 35-yard longest. Now, here's where it gets really scary. Cody Fajardo was the best running back, runner, on the Riders, and he ran for eight plays for 51 yards. Cornelius, Taylor Cornelius, was the best rusher on Edmonton for seven carries for 86 yards. These two quarterbacks, however pathetic they were, was the entire offense for both teams. Yep. To me, that just shows you that they're both crap geeks. Neither one well, of them is guess, very good. I guess you'll find, well, and I mean, we're going to find out pretty darn quick what, okay, what are the best games that both of those teams play every year? It's Labor Day, okay, which is coming fast upon us. Okay, so I guess we'll get to see if there's any chance for either one of them when they play their arch rivals. Bombers are going to destroy the Riders two games in a row. Calgary is going to destroy Edmonton two games in a row. I don't – how can you not predict that? Well, except there are times where you'll get teams, uh, one of those teams or sometimes both of those teams, but a lot of times you'll see those teams and at least one of them doesn't end up or has a, a lousy record. But yet, for some reason, the Labor Day games, and they do the back-to-backs, a lot of times, even if one of the teams is crappy, they still end up being competitive games, whatever it is, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. They seem to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. There is, there is one team in the Eastern Division that is 500. Toronto is 4-4. Four and four. Who just lost their uh, starting running back and probably their best Edmonton player? Is two and seven right now. So Toronto's just lost their number one running back. Their record's not going to stay five hundred. So here's my question: If you take a Edmonton, I know they wouldn't do it in Saskatchewan. Don't need to do it in BC. Don't need to do it in Winnipeg. Don't need to do it in Calgary. Why hasn't somebody been trying to cry? What's his name out of Montreal? The second quarterback. Vernon uh, Adams. Yes. It's a good question. Maybe they don't think he's much better. Well, if yeah, you, but, you guys remember. You know what? Remember Victor Chu had that note on his desk? Sparky found that, and it said trade for Vernon Adams Jr. And that's when they were arm wrestling with uh, uh, Gary Stern, that pitcher. And on the desk it said trade for Vernon Adams Jr. And that was a month ago, and it hasn't happened. Something, something there wasn't right. Edmonton was trying to get him. Why didn't it happen? 
I don't know. Machocha. I don't know. Machocha doesn't like him. So why is he still on Machocha's the team? Machocha's not going to ever it's... let him play for Montreal again. Montreal no. probably was trying to flee. I I think it could have been Montreal was just trying to flee teams wanting too much, trying to ask for the world, and the team just wouldn't pay that pay the amount. And Machocha doesn't Maybe. care if he's got Vernon Adams there and sit, so he's going to try and get uh, try and fleece teams. Okay, no, okay, that's a, a that's a theory. I'm going to give yeah. you an alternative theory. Okay. Okay. He doesn't want it to go to any other team. He's just Possible. keeping him so that the other teams can't become stronger. That's also a possibility. I mean, don't forget, Bernard Adams had a great year in 2019. Yeah, so. they, he's just putting them on the shelf right now because if, if he gives them to Edmonton or Saskatchewan, that, that becomes the crossover team and comes over and beats Montreal, he's going to look like a fucking goat. Yeah. And he might be the goat that Chris Jones is doing. Maybe. I don't understand why they're not playing him because, quite frankly, Trevor Harris isn't exactly setting the world on fire in Montreal. No, he's not. There you go. They just did beat Winnipeg, so there's that. Hey, hey. And, and, you know, and, and same with Ryan Dinwiddie. He keeps winning. He's not going to lose his job if he keeps winning. Trevor Harris is going to keep his job if he keeps winning, especially if you beat Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Okay. The final score on this one was uh, 34-23 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 57 points total score. Charles, you took Saskatchewan. You won that one. You got 116 points. Will, you picked Edmonton. CJ picked Edmonton. Rudy picked Saskatchewan. Uh, He got 128 out of this. This was not a good week for CJ at all. Uh, We can end it up with Charles with 240. Uh, CGA at 184, Will with 246, high score for the week. When 246 points is high score for the week, it was a pathetic week for us all. Uh, Rudy came in at 188, just slightly above CJ, who was the bottom guy. Uh, totals for the year have CJ, or Charles in the lead at 3392. CJ's dropping back at 3164. Will's Gaining some territory there at 30-14. You're only uh, 140 points, 150 points behind me. And a Rudy, who missed one week, is at 2780. Uh, so he's not really setting the world on fire back there. Uh, okay, so here's what I did wrong, and uh, we'll go at it right now. I forgot to print out my score sheet. Schedule coming up this week. Okay, so let's do this week's scores. We're we're actually way behind time, or we're talking too much football, or I don't know what it is. 
But let's do the scores here. We've got the first game is Edmonton into Ottawa. And uh, we're going to do Charles and then Will and Rudy and CJ. Okay. Charles, what's going on here? Edmonton and Ottawa, two last place teams, one in the east, one in the west. Right now, both Edmonton has a better record of two and seven compared to Ottawa's one and seven. Hmm. Honestly, both these teams suck right now. But I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have more confidence in Ottawa than I do against Edmonton. Edmonton is just an absolute mess right now. Um, I'd really be picking against them if they were playing at home because that seems to be their kryptonite right now. They are in Ottawa tomorrow, but quite frankly, these guys are a disaster. And I, I still... I still don't think Ottawa is as bad as their record. I know that's hard to say about a 1-17, but I still believe that they're a better team than their record indicates. And I think they're going to show it tomorrow. I think, um, like I said, I think that they are um, completely um, a complete mess Edmonton right now, and I just think Ottawa I have more confidence in. Um, I'll, I'll take Caleb Evans over... Um, What's his face over um, the Taylor Cornelius? So I'm gonna take yeah I'm gonna take um, Ottawa to win this game and I'm gonna say 45 points. Okay, Charles takes Ottawa 45. Will, what are you gonna do? Well, I already picked my scores, but I'm gonna change them actually. Now that yeah, I'm gonna, I was gonna ask about you this. about that. I am gonna. I am going to say Edmonton 38. No, sorry, 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 Ottawa 38. Ottawa 38. I was going to say that wasn't much of a change from your Edmonton or your Elks at 40. Uh, Rudy, who knows better, and we've been talking on and off, on and off for the last two days, hasn't put any scores in. Do you see them anywhere, guys? Have you looked at them? No. There's no score. I have, for I have not seen them, no. And he's had okay, an extra now, day, so. Yeah, he's had an extra day to do it. Will put in his scores yesterday at 8 o'clock, and Rudy talked after that. He said, I'm not here this week. I'm not on this week. Next Tuesday I likely can be, though. Uh, you know, and he says, I go home on the 29th. He had ample opportunity to put in his scores, and he didn't do it. What do I say? What, how can I say? What what can we do about that? Nothing. The rule the rule is if you don't have them in by the end of the podcast, you you don't get to pick. So he's got fifty minutes to put it in. Mm-hmm. So Rudy right now has got a blank. Yeah, CJ is taking new. Edmonton. CJ is taking Edmonton, and I'm going to go with forty two points. Okay, so you guys are either both going to climb up on me or I'm going to get gain some grain on, ground on Charles, some distance with Will. The next game, i got to go over here, you go back here, is, oh, the next game is BC into Saskatchewan. Okay. And Charles, 
Gee, I wonder who I'm going to take. No, I don't. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the BC Lions. I'm sure a lot of you are shocked out there, just like I am. But, hey, they've already gone into Saskatchewan once. They already went into Saskatchewan once. Kind of beat the crap out of them when they were there last time. Uh, I don't see this being a whole lot different. I just think that right now the Lions uh, are up there with Edmonton kind of in a class of their own. It's kind of the Lions and it's not Edmonton. Winnipeg, God, I hope they're not in Edmonton's class. Um, no, but right now they're they're in a class along with Winnipeg. It's those two and everyone else. Sorry, Will, but I can't put Calgary in that uh, category after last week. So I think BC's going to win this one. I think it'll be relatively close because they do, because Saskatchewan does have some talented football players. And no, I'm not talking about Cody Fajardo, but they got some good receivers. They've got a, a pretty good defense, but uh, I just think BC is too strong and they will overcome uh, Saskatchewan again in this one. So I'm going to say BC is going to win this one and I'm picking 48 points. 48 points. Okay. William, what are you going to do here? <laughs> um, what is Switzerland doing? Well, well, you know what? The Switzerland so, still hate the riders. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, well, he's the strong word. Of course, yeah. of course, Charles, you guys, if BC loses to Saskatchewan, my my best Switzerland comment will be BC sucks. Okay? So Fair enough. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say BC fifty. Okay. Uh, I got no score from Rudy. CJ is going to take BC, so we're straight across there, and I'm giving it 60 points. Okay. Just I, I cannot okay. believe that BC is scoring points the way that they are. They're going to. It's going to be a 60-point game. Uh, the next game, which is going to be Saturday, so we got a doubleheader Friday and we got a doubleheader Saturday. This is the way it should be. Uh, we got Hamilton into Montreal. Um, Oh, Montreal, okay. So, Charles, Hamilton into Montreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, Montreal just beat Winnipeg. Hamilton just Flip beat a coin. Flip a coin. Jeez, yeah, this was a tough one to call, but you know what? I think Hamilton is starting to find their game a little bit. Uh, I'm going to regret saying this. I know it. But uh, they're starting to find their game. They've struggled. But I still think, like I mentioned with Ottawa, I don't think they're as bad as their record indicates. Um, The one factor that is a bit of a nervous point for me is that it looks like Matt Schlitz is going to start again. I don't think Dane Evans is coming back. Of course, that worked out right for him last week. They won without uh, Dane Evans. But I'm still not a huge believer in Matt Schlitz. Uh, but I'm not a believer in Trevor Harris either, and uh, I think there's a letdown coming here for the Alouettes after knocking off the Bombers in Winnipeg. Uh, they're not a good football team, even though they won that game, and um, I think, uh, like I said, there is a bit of a letdown coming here for the Bombers. I think that the Ticats are going to take this one. They're going to win their second in a row. I don't know if they've done that this year, but I think they do it this time. 
And I think the Ticats win this one uh, 50 points. 50 points? Yes. Okay. William, what are you doing? Well, I am purely going by scientific statistics on this game. Um, okay, Montreal has Montreal has a better field goal kicker than Winnipeg, so therefore Montreal will win 47 points. Okay. And CJ has taken Montreal at 42. Okay, so the last game, the last game of the week, we have the Calgary Stampeders traveling east to Toronto to play the Argonauts, who, as we know, have just lost Trevor Harris for the season. Andrew Harris. I don't know anybody that's going to – Andrew Harris, sorry. Andrew Harris for the season. I don't know anybody that's willing to pick Toronto in this game. I just don't know what's going to happen. Um. Charles, it's up before, to you. Before, before any of you guys say anything, do I need to tell you a couple of things first? Sure. There's, a, there's only one thing I need to tell you. Calgary currently has six receivers practicing. Okay. Six receivers. That's it. Six receivers. Oh, total. Total. Six so they have very they few, need, in other words. That is they, correct. They only need five on the field. Right, okay. but if they get a couple injuries, they're in big trouble. Kadeem, yeah, Kadeem, Carey, they, is, Kadeem Carey is not going to play this week. Okay. Neither is their middle linebacker. Uh, neither is the guy who scored the... Uh, Special teams touchdown for Calgary. Okay. Um, but I'm sure they'll still start fucking Bo Levi Mitchell. So, anyways. I okay. just thought I'd feel well, better. Go let, ahead, Charles. I'm going to let Will go first. Will, who are you picking in this one? Calgary 45. Toronto sucks. Calgary 45. Okay. Uh, CJ is going to go next, and I'm taking Calgary at 42. Charles, up to you. Oh boy! Holding enough to take Toronto? No, I'm not. Sorry, but Toronto just sucks. I'm sorry, they're not good, and I know Calgary's a bit short-handed, but uh, they still put up 40 points against BC last week. They ain't playing BC this week. They're playing Toronto. Calgary, 47. Okay. Good point. Good point. So- those are our scores. Rudy doesn't have any. Okay, Sparky, I hope you got that. I do have them written down, but uh, not on my normal sheet. Okay, let's go over to the agenda now. You know, we're we're like an hour and a half into the show, and we haven't got to anything real. We just play okay. with the games. That's okay. That's I don't okay. mind that. It's the most I've important enjoyed, part anyway. I've enjoyed talking about the games. I had you too. That's kind of what we're doing. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to talk about football. So Canadian running back Andrew Harris will miss the remaining of the 2022 season with a uh, with a busted tit. Yeah, a busted tit. He's got a bad booby. Uh, he's got a torn pectoral muscle that requires surgery. He will be having surgery this week or next week or some very soon. 
and he will not be back this season. He is a 35-year-old running back that is not up to par to what he has been in the in the past. Will he recover from this? That's the really big question. He's now gone for this season. He will be 36 years old come next season. Who is foolish enough to start him or pay, bring him into their team? I, I think we... he, still had something, he still had something to give this year. Will he have something to give next year? Toronto's screwed without Do... him. Do we know how he tore his pectoral muscle? I believe it was uh, no, early he, in the game last year because last week because game? he only I think so because he only ended up with three carries last week. It had I think it had to have been during the game. Okay. Interesting. What are you implying? You know what I'm implying. I know exactly what you're implying. Okay, that's all I have to say. Okay, it, it, one, once again, if you do certain things to make yourself stronger and you lift heavier, you have the, you have the, you have, do you know how many videos are online of guys tearing their pecs? Yep. And And I do believe that most of the videos I've seen those people are probably taking PEDs, okay? Just saying. So, I, I I'm not going to make that statement, I, or even assumption. I I would have to believe that he is pissing in a jar after every football game right now. I I I I, I think they are taking him to task on this. And I don't think he would get away with that. I don't. I. It's just. It's just really, really, really. If you think about it, it's really, really hard to tear a pectoral muscle in a football game. Uh, bench pressing is easy. Absolutely. So I don't know how you tear it in a football game. I'm just saying. Yeah, so you're saying that he hurt himself weightlifting, thought he could play football, no, no, came no, out, and I, oh my god, this fucking hurts. What I'm saying is he probably he probably weakened himself working out, okay, by over over um, by doing too much, okay, by doing yeah. too much, and maybe that's how it happened because you know. You don't hear an injury like that very often in a football game, okay? No, no you don't. Although I'm no, sure it has happened at some point. Like well, sure, I'm sure it's happened. But, I mean, in order to tear that muscle, you probably have to overextend your arms backwards quite a ways. And I just... 